Welcome to the Happy Business Show featuring Therese Skelly of happyinbusiness.com. Listen in as we pull back the curtain and share real-world stories of successful business owners just like you. You'll love the truth, honesty, and inspiration revealed in each episode. And now, Therese Skelly. Hello, this is Therese Scally, and this is another episode of the Happy Business Show. This is where I bring my experts on and I share my own teaching about how you can have a business that serves your life, helps more people, and make great money. I thought I would send you this audio recording because I know that you probably want more business, more clients, more money, and a chance to do your really great work in the world, right? And I also know what's probably standing in your way is that you might not have mastered how to sell, how to handle those objections when they come up. You know, most people that sell themselves, like you are the service. Most people, when that is the case, it's a little hard. It's kind of, you know, at the end of that conversation, that discovery session or that information gathering session, when you have that moment, you're all excited, you know you want to work with this person, you know you can help them, and they say, mm, gosh, I don't know, that. I'm not sure, or, oh, that seems like a lot of money, or i got to think about it, or got to ask my wife, that objection's place. That's where, truthfully, most people break down. And so I'm going to give you, it is just going to be a relatively short audio training, but I want to give you my top four things around that. You see, a little bit about my story. I started as a psychotherapist, so I had this wonderful background of mindset and all that stuff, and then I moved into business coaching. But the problem is I couldn't sell anything. I was horrible at it, horrible. And so I got I got training. I worked with some of the top sales trainers. I got loads and loads and loads of training, and they gave me wonderful scripts. But it wasn't until I figured out that it's not what you say, it's really who you're being that is as important as the words. So that led me to sort of literally accidentally um, become an expert in how to sell because truthfully, I couldn't. I sucked. <laughs> and so, so it's like, I learned the skills so you don't have to waste more time. And so I want to talk today about how do you handle objections? This came out of, you know, I have this Serving Without Selling program where we have twice a month Q&A calls. And I recently had a woman just basically say, okay, help me out. Here's, here's what happened. And she shared with me the precise moment that the thing fell apart. Because you can feel it, right? You know absolutely when everything's tr- tr- you know, clicking, you're tracking really well, there's excitement, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, the energy changes and they've disconnected. Or you felt kind of uncomfortable rolling out the big offer that you should roll out. And so what I do with my clients in this Serving Without Selling program is I dissect their objections. We go through and say, okay, what did you say? And what did they say? And what were you feeling? And what was going on? And so I put to good use my, my psychotherapy mindset background. And so the three of the points I want to talk about today are way, way, way more than if they say this, then say that. You know, that's kind of like old school. You know, like, oh, if they say this, then you want to trap them. And, you know, if they say A, then go to B. I don't teach that way. I teach how to connect and how to how to stay really powerful in the face of 
a selling conversation that comes sometimes can be uncomfortable. And let's just be real. You know, not all of us are professional salespeople. And most of us are very heart centered and we want to serve and help and so that makes it a little a little tricky. So this call is gonna work with the four places. I'm gonna give you some specific things, four points. Now the reality is there are so many tips. I mean, this is so deep. My program is a six-month training program, so I can't in 20 minutes give you all of it, but I want to give you as much as I can. So feel free to write this stuff down because I want you to be really interacting and really applying what you learn. So in terms of objection handling, again, it's not what you do. It's it's laying the foundation in the beginning. When I work with my clients around this, I show them how to set the conversation up in the beginning to avoid some of the mistakes in the end. And one of the biggest things, actually, I have a five-step formula, and my number one step in the formula is to own your value. See, this is what you have to get. And I know everybody hears these words. Everybody banters around like, oh, charge what you're worth, blah, blah, blah. But let me just show you how to do this. Because if you don't do this, then when somebody says, that's kind of expensive, you'll be like, oh, you're right. Or, oh, God, I'm sorry, I'll lower it. Or, okay, let's trade. (laughs) So, number one, are you owning your value? And owning your value really isn't just like, well, I'm worth $200 an hour because I said it or because my coach told me to. Owning your value is understanding the difference you make in their life. Now, let me let me just break this down a little bit. When you're focused on money, now most people have a selling conversation. They get to the part where they're asking questions, tell me your goals, what do you want to create, what's in the way. You know, that's the easy part. The harder part is to go into your guidance and say, what do I offer this person? What's, what's really, the $5,000 package? Really? But they just told me they don't have a lot of money and I was supposed to, really? You know, so we get a little goofy right there. But here's what I say. If you make it about you, it becomes transactional. So you need to make it about them so it becomes transformational. And if you are at all worried about money or time or any, anything like, gosh, it would take so much time. I don't know if they're ready. How, how dare I ask this? I don't want to be a bother. All those th- little things, the objections that come up in your head, you are not focusing on them. So step number one is to own your value. And you had to get really, really super clear the problem you solve. How is their life different as a result of working with you? That's what I want you to really chew on. And number two, so, so the first one, the first way to handle an objection is to go in armed with such a sense of value. Have you ever met, have you ever met a person that was so sure of themselves, so confident? You know, like, let's, I've been watching a lot of basketball with my sons. And, you know, those guys step up to the free throw line. They don't look around tentative. Michael Jordan, when he was playing, didn't apologize for being the best in the league. He just, it was just in his bones. It just, well, yeah, that's what I do. That's what I mean, own your value. Not in an arrogant, condescending, better than way, but just, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, come on, I got this one. I got this one. Of course I could help you, totally. So it's a very strong sense of understanding the value you provide. And so the way you do that is you ask. You ask for testimonials. One of my favorite things is, what's the lifetime value of working with you? 
so it's cool that you have a 90-day program and you solve X problem, but that is going to, you know, expand quantumly as they go through. So what's the lifetime value of the problem you solve for them? That's the first one. Number two, I love this question, right? What's the price of not doing anything about their current problems? Now, here's where you're going to be listening really, really, really well. Because in your questioning, you're going to discover that. You're going to discover, I'll just, I'll just give you an example from my world. Somebody would come to me and say, you know, I haven't been able to get as, I haven't been able to sell my services because I, I can't, I can't figure out how to, how to get myself out in the world or I'm not messaging it right or I, I, I don't know how to raise my rates or whatever they would tell me. I would quantify that. I would say, huh, okay, so how many clients do you think you've just lost? And they'd say, oh, probably, I'd probably lose two a month. And I'd say, okay, so conservatively, what's a client worth for you? And they'd say, well, I don't know, I, you know, I'm 2000 bucks. I'd say, okay, so you just told me that you lost probably $4,000 a month and you've been in business four years. So how much is that? And And if you don't do anything about it, you already told me you lost, you know, forty thousand dollars or whatever. What do you think is going to change if you don't do anything about it? What's going to be different? What's the price of not doing anything about this? And I go way deep with this one. I don't just monetize it. I could say, you know, you, you just told me you lost fifty thousand dollars, but for not everybody is money uh, the the number one driver. So I always make the the price of not doing anything about it the tangible and intangible. So, number one, you always go to the monetization piece. And then number two, you say, how does it feel in your skin and your integrity and your confidence level to sit in this business knowing that you are basically underperforming? You're not doing your great work. You're not getting to help the people you're supposed to help. What's that like for you? Like, and I really would ask that question because for some people, that untapped potential or that um, the pain of knowing they have a message and a mission and a purpose and not being able to deliver it and serve at that level, that's the greater pain. So you want to make sure, the next piece, remember, what's the price of not doing anything about this? Now, mindset. Some of you might be like, oh, I wouldn't want to ask that because that would be like, I would make them hurt or sad or no, 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 no. You're actually serving them by bringing this to their awareness. I think I think everybody has a little, little element of denial, and so what this in this phase I call your job. It is to pierce the veil of denial. You know they're tolerating living a marginal or less than life, or having a less than body, or less than business or relationship, or whatever thing you're selling, and it's your job just to shine a light on it and say, really. Really? Why are you doing that? You don't. It doesn't have to be that way. Are you aware of that? So, number number one, when you understand the value you bring, then number two is you're going to understand the price of them suffering, the price of their not getting that solution. So take take a moment and think about what would that be for you? How how could you ask that? What is the price? of you not doing anything about this current problem. Brainstorm and go deep. Go to tangible and go to intangible. Go really, really, really deep. So, you know, okay, so you lost 40000 and then what? Well, did you make any bad investments? Yeah. Did you ever feel a lack of confidence? Oh, yeah. Did it ever create stress in your family? Oh, heck yeah. Did you ever feel like not such a great provider? Uh-huh. And how's that for you? Uh-huh. See what I mean? 
I just keep going and going and going. You really want to understand the cost of them not getting the change. Got it? That's number one and number two. Okay, number three. I love this one. This one is called How to Be. How to Be. See, step number five in my selling program is you take a stand for them in the face of an objection. You know, I told, me, told you in the beginning that in my serving of that selling Q&A calls, this woman brought this objection. And I said, you know, the problem is that you're not leaning in. And she's, another student said, what do you mean by leaning in? I thought that was such a great question. Because most of us, think about it, you are in a selling conversation. You really want to enroll this person. You're really hoping they sign up. But then they pull the plug. They do something silly like saying, I don't know if I have the money for that. What do you do? What's your normal response? Normally, we either get in our heads and feel guilty, like, oh, God, oh, shoot, or, or like it's our problem, like I've got to fix it and make it better and give them a lower fee. Sometimes people don't even go there. Sometimes, sometimes people are so afraid of getting rejected, rejected that they don't even ever hear objections because they're never even asking. So I'm hoping that's not your case. But what is that moment for you when, when somebody gives you that objection? Is there a little part of you that pulls away? And that looks like, here's what it looks like. Okay, well, I know you said it. You don't have the money. So, um, well, you know, just if you're interested in the, in the future, you know, just, just give me a call. I'd, I'd like to, I'd, I'd like, you know, I'd love to help you. And uh, I have to say, that's exactly how I used to do it when I sucked. <laughs> I was I was so powerful in the selling I'm not I'm sorry in the coaching part of the conversation but in the selling part when this thing came oh gosh I was this weak little sister I was so afraid of being perceived as pushy salesy I didn't want to bother anybody I didn't want to make them uncomfortable by talking about money I mean I was a wreck so that's why I got to learn it to teach it today right so that's how I know. That's how I know what it feels like to pull away instead of lean in. But I got it. I had got it in my bones now. And so the step number three is you lean in. And here, here's a classic example. Somebody says, i got to think about it. You don't just go, okay, call me back. You say, awesome, good, good for you. So can I ask, what is it that you're needing to think about? See, I didn't, I didn't let that, that question throw me. I didn't let it push me away. I didn't take it personally. I grabbed the question and said, cool, here's something else. Cool, what are you doing? So I lean more into the conversation. See, my theory is if somebody is still talking to you, they are in relationship. They want the solution. They could have said, you know, you're a, you're a, <laughs> you're a dumbass. I don't want to be on the phone. Pew! They could have hung up on you. But instead, they said, God, you know, I'd really like to work with you, but I, I, I don't have the money. That's, to me, I'm still engaged. They, them, the, I'm getting excited. I can't even talk here. <laughs> them and I are still trying to have a conversation to figure out how to work together. So leaning in looks like calling whatever is there. Sometimes it looks like if you're a person sensitive to energy, um, I have, for example, uh, you know, I'll, I'll roll out a, a fee and the energy will shift and I'll feel the energy shift, meaning they're like, oh, ooh. So instead of pretending that that didn't just happen and going, so I take credit cards, you want to get started? You know what I mean? I just go, I'll bet, I'll bet that was a little more than you expected, right? Or 
Is, 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 is that pretty high for you? Where are you at with that? Meaning I, I call whatever's there. If suddenly they get really quiet, I'll say, hmm, you got pretty quiet on me. What's going on with you? So on an unconscious level, what happens for your person who is a prospect, they feel very held, very, very, very held, meaning you are tracking with them. So they're sitting there in some fear or in some concern, and you're not going, isn't it going to be cool? We're going to get started, and we're going to have so much fun. Like you're not a mismatch energetically. You lean in and join them where they are. If they say, wow, that sounds like a lot of money, you say, you know, I bet it does. Yeah, I can appreciate that. You're right. I'll bet it does sound like that. And I've got all kinds of, you know, in my in my training program, I actually teach you some other language and words to say. But this point is about how do you take a stand for them in the face of an objection? And one of my best teaching points is this. See, most of us, in the past anyway, when I used to do it, it almost was like, oh, no, they've objected. It's It's me versus them. <laughs> Either either they're the goofballs that are leaving, or I'm I have to be the pain in the ass that has to convince them. Ah, oh! as opposed to ah, oh, okay. So you have the objection. You need to go talk to your wife about it or your husband about it. Okay, I totally understand that. I respect that. That makes good sense to me. Come over here. Come here. It's like it's like here's how I do it. I imagine the objection is on the table, and instead of distancing us like us on the other side of it, I, I basically pull them in my mind to my side of the table say, okay, cool, so you got to talk to your wife about it. What do you think she's going to say? Like, what do you think the main objections are? Actually, what I would say first is, well, okay, come here, let me ask you this. For your wife, would you be interested in this? Like, if you didn't have to go to her, would you be a yes right now? So I kind of feel out, like, are they just saying some, some smoke screen just to get me off the trail, or is it really that? And then I put the objection on the table and say, basically, in my mind, well, come over here. Let's look at that. What would we need to do to help her make a really good decision? How can I partner with you to give her the information she wants? What do you think her objections are going to be? Let's get you some language about that. Do you feel how that feels like we've come together as opposed to, uh uh-oh, there's an objection and we're going to fight now? Okay, so that's number one. So we first understand the value. The second one is you understand the price of not doing anything about it. And the third is it's you take a stand and you lean in. People feel safe. They feel held. They feel like, wow, this person's confident. I've actually had people hire me because they said, you are so freaking confident. Man, if you could be that confident, I want some of that. So... It's very attractive. When you, when you are powerful in a selling conversation, it's not pushy. Like, that's the thing. Your little brain, your mind, your gremlins are going to say, oh, you're being so pushy. It's the opposite. It's the opposite because think about if your child was really, really, really sick, would you want to go to the doctor that said, well, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I might be able to fix it. I, I, you know, I, I, I could hope I'm, you know, if I'm okay. Like, is that okay? Do you want me? I'll try. He'd run out of the room. You would prefer the specialist that says, oh, don't worry about it. I've done, I have done these so many times. It is not a problem at all. You know what? You're in good hands. Don't worry about it. I got it. I've just, this, this, is, this is not a problem. You're completely safe. Everything's going to be fine. Think about that. As a parent, which one would you rather experience? And then ask yourself, am I being that in a selling conversation? 
Or am I being tentative and fearful and small because I don't want to offend or I don't want to get rejected or I don't want to push? So, see, that's the work. Selling is way, way, way more than a script. Like, it is so beyond a script. It's how you're being that is so important. And the following, this last one, I thought, I thought I would give you some tangible language. I mean, I've given you some already. But my fourth one is, is more of an action one. Never, 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 never leave an open loop. And what I mean by that is if somebody says, I have to think about it, do not make the mistake of saying, okay, well, whenever you're ready, call me back. What happens? What happens is that's just weird. That's just, it's like, I don't know if anybody has dated recently, but uh, when I was dating that like, okay, is he going to call me again? Like, like, should I email it? Like, <laughs> I always say, I don't like that in my dating life, and I'm sure as heck going to not have that in my business life. So I want you to make a commitment to yourself that you will never leave an open loop. Now, here's how I do that. Remember I told you that part of my teaching is to show people how to set up the call in the beginning. When I say call, what I mean by that is a selling conversation. You might do that live. You might do that on the phone. But you say in the beginning, Basically, here's the deal. Here's how it's going to go. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions because I need to get the information to see if we're the right fit. And at the end, if it's appropriate, we're going to have a conversation about us working together. Sound good? Yes? And I want to get your permission. If it feels like it's a no, I want you to feel safe and comfortable to tell me no. Are you cool with that? And i got to tell you, people go, oh, thank you, thank you. So number one, you've already told them they get to tell you no, which does what? It takes their resistance away. They know they're in a selling conversation. They know you're not going to strong arm them, and they know that a no is fine. So you set it up that way in the beginning. Now at the end, if they say, I have to think about it, here's some steps. What is it that you have to think about? I really ask that. And then I get to what it is. Now, some people, you just haven't given them enough information. They, like, like you, you messed up. Well, but, well I, don't, I don't know if it's this. Some people have a commitment to themselves or to their partners. You know what? I never make a big decision, you know, a, a big financial decision without sitting on it for 24 hours. Or I never make a decision of this nature without running it by my partner. To which I always, what do I say? Lean in. Validate. I say, awesome, thank you. I, I, you know, that's really cool. I appreciate that you're being respectful of your relationship. Now, I will say, caveat here, some coaches teach that you basically say, "Got to, you know, I'll give you a fast-acting discount and all that stuff. I don't do that. I, I you know, this, this is my bias about I would rather honor somebody's values here and make them feel like they have won versus feeling like a loser because they got to go talk to their husband. I don't want to ever do ever ever do that. So I just say, "Cool. I can I totally can appreciate that commitment you have." And so, by when will you get back with me? Now, if they say 3 weeks, they don't need 3 weeks. So I will say, "How much time do you need to think about it and talk to your talk to your partner?" And and I say to them, I'm okay if you if you tell me no. It's not a problem. You are absolutely free to tell me no, and you're of course free to tell me yes. But I want a date on the calendar by when we're going to reconnect. And here's why. And I tell them. I tell them the dating story. I tell them, did you ever have that weird where you're standing and you're going, who's calling who? And I just you know I kind of make that a little bit playful. But basically, I say, and here's why. I I don't I don't like open loops. I want to you know I want everything to be very clear. And everybody loves that. 
everybody is like, oh, absolutely no problem. I will, get, and, I'll, and I'll reiterate. Okay, so you're going to get back with me on Wednesday. And FYI, if it's a yes or a no beforehand, you are more than happy. I'm fine if you want to email me with your answer beforehand. But by next Wednesday, you will have a you know a, dis- a discussion and decision. Right? Cool. That way, there is no like. Should I call them again? What should I do? And you have been powerful. That's the thing. This whole thing is designed to how can you be powerful to help them get their transformation. So hope this has been juicy for you. So thank you again for tuning into the Happy in Business Show. You've been listening to the Happy Business Show with Therese Skelly. Join us next time and invite your friends to join us at thehappybusinessshow.com. Visit thehappybusinessshow.com and get Therese's five-part video series, Eliminating Money Blocks. Thanks for tuning in. 